Hey, welcome back to The Rift, Enlightenment Within the Divide. I'm your host, Sam Denning. Joining me again uh, for another podcast this week is Brian Cox. I've had a couple of weeks where I've kind of done self-reflection, devotional-style podcast. I'm going to transition back into doing a couple interviews here and there. Brian Cox is one of my buddies, lives up in Connecticut right now, uh, is a beer brewer, has done multiple different things uh, for a living, is very well-versed. Um, today, we're going to try to focus our conversation on pellet grills and smoking. Uh, not smoking cigarettes, but smoking meats and other dishes. Um, I hope that everybody here uh, enjoys the conversation and enjoys the, the switch up. Sorry, I want to apologize that I haven't been uh, producing very much content over the past month, but I've been very busy and I moved my studio from within my house to in my garage. So um, everybody relax and enjoy the conversation. like a good kind of country twang music to talk about smoking on a grill. So, Brian, are you there? I'm here. Hey, uh, first of all, why don't you tell us what you've been up to since the last time we've talked? I can't even remember when we last talked. Um, We talked about the future of buffets. Yeah, you were working construction. We were talking about the futures of buffets. Oh, that's right. And uh, with... with COVID and, um, <laughs> you know, is that gone? <laughs> and nope. <laughs> for now it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, I've gotten back into brewing. Um, been still working on stuff around the house and, um, Christmas has come and, uh, I guess the, the big topic, uh, is, uh, I got a pellet grill, um, from the wife um, for Christmas this year, and we've gone back and forth on uh, what which one we would buy, and uh, we ended up settling on a Camp Chef Woodwind Thirty Six, um, and I've been incredibly happy with it and the ease of use of it. So okay, well, let's kind of take a little step back on the grilling and. Um, First of all, we've all, probably most listeners here uh, have eaten smoked beef, you know, or pork or whatever, briskets, uh, you know, pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, things like that. Um, And I have always grown up, my uncle um, has always been a guy that smokes on a traditional charcoal grill, throwing in, you know, pieces of wood in one of the side slots and trying to control, control the temperature with a damper. It's all manual you know, going out here and there making sure you need to feed the coals. And there have become over the last several years or even decades, um, 
the introduction of these pellet grills that, that, that burn little wood pellets and they're a lot, they're, there's a lot more electronics involved where they open and close dampers and do these things on their own um, to make it easier. And so my brother Joe was the first in my family. He bought a Traeger, which is I think one of the original pellet grills for smoking. And okay, I think it's actually the original. The original. They okay. had done, I, I'm pretty certain of that. Um, I wouldn't say, it wouldn't bet the house on it, but my understanding is they had been involved in pellet fireplaces. And the idea came um, to them that it was like, I'm wondering if this assembly with a proper, like, hardwood pellet would be good to use as a grill. And that's kind of where it started. The the mechanism isn't all that different than um, what you have for a a pellet stove that you heat your home with. Yeah, it's very fascinating Um, and kind of simple, honestly, the process. Um, Well, I I ended up getting on the Traeger train. And you, all the while you were doing tra- traditional style, you know, smoking with charcoal grill and smoker and, you know. Uh, I had a, I had a Brinkman vertical water smoker. Okay. Is what I had been using. Um, similar to, I think your uncle, did he have a side burner? He had a side burner. Uh, a stick burner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of different variations of essentially the same thing. Mine basically works like a, like what people would say was a drum smoker. You have a basket of coals in the bottom, throw wood on it. You have a water bath or you may not. And the smoke rises up and out. And it's just, you're controlling it with draft in and draft out. And it's much more difficult to control temperature. And sometimes geometry is not good on these. They're made cheap and um, you don't get the results that you want. Or your burn time is not very good. Side burners, you can add to it keep your kind of stoke the fire and stoke the coals and keep the smoke level up. But it's all about indirect heating. That's the whole thing about smoking. It's indirect heating. It's not a grill, which is direct heating. So it, it gets passive heat and it gets the smoke from the indirect burn. And that gives you another flavor component that you otherwise just wouldn't have on a gas grill. Right. And it, and it's, and it just cooks the meat very slow. So it can take a cut of meat that in otherwise would be pretty tough to eat if you were cooking on, you know, quickly yeah, on a direct it breaks flame. it down, breaks it down slowly, makes it very tender. Um, and, and, and then, you know, the added caveat of the actual smoke flavor, depending on what wood you put in there. So, the I had bought this grill. You were using your Brinkman, right? And you asked yep. me over the I don't remember when it came along, but there had been several months of conversation about you know because I was getting into smoking. I was putting Snapchat pictures up and texting you and said, and it, just the ease of use. And I had never done any other way of smoking any sort of meat. But the next thing you know, I'm doing ribs. I'm doing you know pulled pork. I'm making you know, chicken, you know, beer can chick, all these things on, on this Traeger. And it's very, mine is very simple. You know, it, it actually has Wi-Fi capabilities. You can control the temperature from afar when it reaches certain temperatures on the recipes. You know, the only thing you put in it is you plug it in and you put the wood pellets in, which already have the wood flavoring. So that the, the same wood that's being used to heat it is also being used for the smoke. 
and they're just little tiny granular pellets, food grade pellets. But anyway, you had asked me what I thought. And I said, man, to be honest with you for the ease of use, it's extremely easy to use. Um, and the product, the finished product is ridiculously good. It's as good, I would argue, as something at a restaurant. And so you were going back and forth. It can be. (laughs) It can be. And all of my successes have been very, very, very good. Um, Yeah. And and restaurants vary, too. You start looking into what they've got. A lot of them have, like, electric cabinet smokers. And every smoker has a different flavor. The electric ones, it's a Actually, an electric coal oven that has like a little wood puck that smolders and puts smoke up. And then you've got propane ones that do about the same thing. Um, yeah, and all of those things kind of give a different flavor. My brother Joe's original uh, smoker was a was a Bradley with the wood pellet, you know, stand up electric electric one, like you were talking about a. Like a, yeah. Use those little ice hockey puck shaped wood pellet. Right. They use yeah. They use little pucks, and those are incredibly convenient. They really are. Like if they're they're a set it and forget it and like not dangerous at all. Like you and I talk about having brisket all the time, and the pellet grill will do it. It does it very well. But some people's pellet grills, if they're not taken care of as well. Um, they don't clean it out and they have old grease in there and ash and soot. There is a possibility that that thing could catch fire in the night when you're not paying attention to it. Well, that, that has happened to me before, but it, it wasn't, um, I keep mine fairly clean, but what had happened there was, if you don't shut them off appropriately, um, right. they have a down cycle that they're supposed to, you know, you know what I mean? You've got yours. Um, Mine had a huge buildup of unburned pellets in the bowl so that when they finally ignited, yeah. it was like, boom, you know. Um, but as you know, I've, I've been having other issues too. But you, you had asked me, and you ended up making a call very similar. You bought the Camp Chef, which I would now argue, and I'll give it a plug on here, is um, better design than my Traeger all things aside, they're basically the same same grill, probably same size, but yours does have more shelf uh, in it, more cooking space because it has an extra rack. Mine has a little more shelf space. Uh, like the burn pot and the actual controller mechanisms are very similar, both Wi-Fi, you can use probes. The advantage of mine over yours is mine has like a little trap door underneath the burn pot. Mm-hmm. So when I'm done and it's gone through the burn cycle, I can knock that out. And there's nothing left behind. Yeah, you don't have to um, disassemble it, you know, where mine, you got to pull the grate it, out. You got to do all this I, stuff. And I, I still do. I just don't have to do it as much. Like, I can do about three cooks unless I've just cooked, like, a bunch of bacon and got grease in there or something. But um, I can do about three cooks. Just And it's not so much that it's an issue as far as set build up. But after three good cooks, I, I really do need it. I pull the grease thing out and go ahead and clean that up, clean the grates, and vacuum it all out. But I definitely don't have to. I also have uh, the direct and indirect heat shield 
burner, I can move that and actually have the burn pot um, flare up right on whatever meat that I've got to give it a nice sear. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad I've got it in case I, I want to do that from time to time. I've used it a couple of times, and I find that the grease drippings going straight down, and you end up with it flaring up, not to the point that it's out of control, but it's not not as controlled. And the other big advantage of mine over yours is I have a side burner that has an attachment for a grill box. So if I want to sear meat, I flip that burner on and it's essentially a small propane grill. I can sear the meat seven, 800 degrees, no problem. Rather than having to do direct flame with the, the pellets themselves and risk flare up. Yeah, yours has so a lot the of... convenience of that. I've got a pizza oven that goes on that. I've got a griddle that goes on that. I think they make a few other attachments. So I'm cooking some bacon. I could make a pizza in the summertime. Like I, there's a, it just increases the menu that you can cook on mine, which is really nice. Now, say build quality to build quality, pretty good. I'd give it a solid probably solid seven not and on bill I think they do a really good job of putting like the heft where it needs to be and they kind of trim on other places where the triggers just look like they could be pushed down stairs and they just land at the bottom yeah, well, and that, stand was, up and they'd I, be fine I was going to get into that like the so where I would say those, like my brother Joe's Bradley elect, electric smoker that he had that used those uh, hockey-sized pellets, um, it was a nice smoker, but it was not built to last. His lasted him like a year or two you know, of constant use, and it was done. These Traegers and the Camp Chefs, um, they're, they're built. I'll get, they're built I'll get a lot of time out of mine. I, I don't think mine's cheap. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, just, not, not, both both of the brands we're talking about are very durable. You know, they have very thick steel, thick grade steel. They're they're just built yep. to last. You know, um, yep. I would say also the the product like they come like the Traeger has a lot of recipes that you can follow through its app. They've done a good job selling the product. And I'm sure Camp Chef's yeah. are very similar. Um, sure, Camp Chef's huge. It's like they've got backpacking stoves, cast iron. They yeah, have a cookbook. That, that was, they have I, all I that. I was reading about Camp Chef's too. Camp Chef's, that's kind of where they started was making campsite, you know, backpacking yeah. stoves and stoves. Things for, that you throw over a campfire and cook on it. Mm-hmm. And then it just, they've grown bigger and bigger. You can get like big three burner stoves griddles, all kinds of things. Um, they're both good companies. Their, their auxiliary stuff outside of their grills is good quality, I think. Yeah, I would say um, that anybody listening, if they wanted to delve into pellet smokers and you wanted to buy a quality smoker, first of, all, it's gonna, first of all, it is going to cost you a good amount of money. Yeah, that's... So going back to when I was like asking you about it, what made us decide on pellets? I I was reluctant to go to pellet because I do like the real stick burner and charcoal taste. 
And I do think that's, that's a preference. And I like that a lot. And the pellet grill has a smoke flavor. Don't get me wrong. It's just a different smoke flavor. And on some things, I don't think anything about it. And I like it just as well, regardless of what you use. And on other things, I'm kind of like, hmm, there could be a little bit more flavor to that. Like, I like ribs really smoky. I really do. But my wife loves that it's not quite as smoky. So it's, it's, it's a preference thing. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't want to get on the bandwagon of pellet grills. I just was like, no, I, like, I wanted to earn what I pulled off the grill a little bit more. And the camp chef makes it or the pellet grills make it really easy like yeah we often, take a lot of the dumb out of it we often the talk. convenience is amazing yeah my, and then they're expensive so that's why it's like man i don't know if i want to spend that much we are um, talking over a thousand dollars for a good pellet grill like a, a one that you yeah and i know will last one that's built to last but i was going to say just and then the i told you i you're stopped saying, thinking about it as a grill and I look at it as an appliance. Yeah, an outdoor appliance. It's the same as buying an outdoor oven that's wood-fired. You know, and Joe, once uh, you get to that mindset, you realize, oh man, this is so useful. You can use it all the time. All the time. Well, I was going to yeah. throw this out there before it slipped my mind, but you know, my brother Joe has put it pretty well, and it's along the lines of the things you're talking about here. Um, you can have a pellet grill and not really be a good smoker. Like, and I would say that there's an Just art. Just follow the recipe yeah, there's an, come out. There's an art to true smoking on a, on a, on a smoker. And like yeah. you're saying, you know, these other ones, you got to sit there and you got to stoke it. You got to add the wood to it. You got to like, yeah, use drum, the damper. Drum. It's, an, it's an art. But when you buy these pellet grills, it takes that art out of it somewhat, or actually most what. Um, it's... And it, simple. But that that results in you using it more often. Yes, it's not as big so as or you can midweek. You can fire this thing up, and you're like, "All right, I don't have to go through the whole hassle." And even when it's cold outside, I have fired mine up literally multiple times when it is below freezing. When you you're going to burn more pellets to hold temp, but it will do it without fuss. You go out there, set the temperature put the meat on it, close the lid, and go inside where it's warm. Drink your beer, do whatever it is. I've done all kinds of things around the house. I've trimmed, I built, I trimmed a a door and built a door for my knee wall while grilling meat with that. You have a side burner, it's really hard to do that. (laughs) Right, And, and, and I think, so what you're doing is you may trade off some of the slight flavor differences, which yeah. I, I would argue are almost almost minimal, because you get a good product with these grills. Um, yeah, and and you, here's the other thing: you trade it you off. You don't for, just have to have time. it. Yeah, yeah, it's time. You're saving time. You're saving, and time. you're more likely you're more likely to use to it. get more of what you want. Well, I have never, like I was saying in earlier on in this conversation, I'd never. Um, smoked myself personally in my life. I think I've done two briskets already. We've done ribs over and over and over. I mean, they melt in your mouth and you, yeah. you have to go out there two or three times. Now I've been an idiot and made a mistake of not, not really determining whether I had enough pellets in the, in the hopper and it run out of pellets in the middle of a smoke, which is just 
idiocy because I have pellets in a bag, you know, that I could have put in there. Yeah. And that's kind of, we don't need to talk about why you're dumb, (laughs) but we're we're talking about why the pellet girls are good. Yeah. But the point is, is that you don't have to baby the thing and you get, you get a product that is, I would argue is better than going out to a restaurant because you know, you've done it yourself. A lot of restaurants. Yeah. A little bit of prep work. Well, even the good ones, Sometimes the price, well, even not the, the price be, of it, kind of makes me think. Okay, let's let's go back and state we're not talking about better than the restaurant in Memphis. If you're going to rendezvous for ribs in Memphis. You're going to get better ribs than we're going to do at home. Like that's what they're known for. But if you're going to a steakhouse and you decide you want to have ribs, it's going to give you an extra dimension that you otherwise wouldn't get. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Places that truly specialize in barbecue. You might be able to compete with them, though. You might. Well, you, but you might not. You and I have pretty large smokers, are the ones we have a lot of cooking surface. Enormous yeah. for two people. And you can make, I mean, you can cook multiple things at the same time. You can have chickens. Uh, you can have, I mean, it's. I do a lot of sides. So mm-hmm. I wanted the bigger one. Um, and I'll do a lot of stuff, prepared foods for the week and everything. So when I'm cooking, I'll do vegetable dishes in there. I've, I've cooked asparagus and vegetables, I don't know how many times, and I do lots of beans in there. I love, like, bacon-loaded uh, smoked beans. I think that is just amazing. Um, I do cornbread in mine. So when I've got cast iron in there, that takes up room. Mm-hmm. And I've done whole trays of different things, um, fish, all kinds of stuff. And it has as much temperature control as your oven does, which allows you to do a bigger range. When you're yo-yoing up and down on temperature, meat meat can take a 10-degree swing without too much problem. Baking. But a lot of the baking stuff cannot. Like, my cornbread would not turn out right if it didn't hold temperature correctly. Um, And before, what I would have to do is, like, I would cook it in an hour or so, get some smoke flavor on it in the the previous, the little vertical smoker I had. And then I would finish it in my oven because I couldn't get it that thing to go up in temperature high enough or stay at temperature long enough. So I was missing out on that flavor that you get at the end of like it being on there for eight hours, 16 hours, because I can only get about a, a good solid temperature hold of two, 25 to 250, no more than in about four and a half hours. So if it needed more than that, you're doing a big Boston butt, I would smoke it for four and a half hours, wrap it up, and I'd put it in the oven and finish it. But with the pellet grill, it'll hold that temperature the entire time, and you get that low and slow flavor. And it, you can you can cheat it some, too. If you want to get a little more flavor in it, a little more flavor, drop that temperature down. There's ways to play with it to get more out of it, for sure. Um, so I still say it's just kind of a different taste. Would you recommend a pellet smoker to anybody out there listening that may be wanting to get into smoking but doesn't? Oh, absolutely. I actually think it's the easiest way to get into it. Um, buy a good, reputable brand, and you'll be fine. Pit Boss, Rec Tech, we've talked about Camp Chef, Traeger, there's Green Mountain. There's a lot of 
good pellet grill companies and they're all going to have some marketable accessory that make you think that you have to have that one or that this one. Um, and they're all going to work about the same. And I think the big thing is using a good quality pellet um, with no like artificial binders and plastic and all that. Just make sure it's a good hardwood pellet. And you're going to be fine. Um, well, how many? And um, you're going to use it more often. Oh, you. I, yeah. I think if, I was if using I mine want, weekly, which I would say that I would have never done anything weekly. I mean, I use mine two or three times a week. I've I've fired it up just to cook a package of bacon that we're going to use in something else. I'll cook um, like 12 chicken thighs or I'll cook like a turkey breast that I'm not even eating that night, slice it thin and put it on sandwiches. People get weird about, oh, this is expensive and that's expensive. If you buy a Boston butt or you buy a brisket, a brisket 15 pounds and it's two people, go ahead and let you know it being 50 bucks or whatever You're isn't that big a deal week. because that's going to be 12 meals. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Well, like the Boston butt, you know, the pork shoulder, you're going to, that will make so many sandwiches. Sandwiches. Oh, yeah. And, or you can put it on By a salad. By the time you're done with it, do, you're like. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let's uh, tell tell everybody here that um, is listening to this. What all have you made in your short time? What are the different things you've prepared on your pellet grill? Meat, meat wise. Well, I mean, you can say anything. It doesn't really matter. I have not done the brisket on it. Uh, you did, you've done a couple on yours, but I have not done a brisket. I've got a brisket in the freezer. I have done a couple of pork shoulders. I've done tender pork tenderloins multiple times, several steaks. I've done a lot of lamb. Um, I bought a whole lamb and I had it in the freezer. So I've done lamb chops. Uh, lamb rib chops, um, and I've done them a diff- number of different ways. Um, I've I've done salmon, I've done beans, cornbread, um, veggies, all different types of veggies. Um, I've roasted potatoes on there. Um, oh, geez, what else have I done? Oh, the short ribs. I've done a number of short ribs, and that turns out great because short ribs, you've got to cook to death. Otherwise, they're chewy, too. You're taking, like, garbage cuts, just cooking them to submission, and short ribs are perfect for braising. I'll put a cast iron pot in there, and have after having smoked them for, like, four hours, throw them in the braising pot and the liquid and just whatever. I've done a mixture of different things, Korean style and all, um, more Americanized style, rosemary and um, like red wine and uh, beef stock, and cooked them down to just nothing. Those are, that's turned out really well. Gosh, that sounds so. Good. Turkey breasts are so good. Um, I've been you told, amazed. You told me that the turkey. You thought the turkey breast was one of the best things to smoke. Yes. So the way that I did the turkey breast, that I've done at least three or four, and I've tried to do a little different on each one. I've done one with like a lemon pepper um, kind of is the, the theme on that. The best one I did was I did garlic, onion, black powder, or black powder, black pepper. Don't put gunpowder on your food. Um, black pepper and then totally coated it 
and paprika with some chili powder. I smoked it um, until I was at an eternal temperature of about 130. I pulled it off, took a whole stick of butter. Now, it's not necessarily the healthiest thing. Cut it lengthways and put uh, into quarters. Put two tabs on the top, two tabs on the bottom, and wrapped it in foil and put it back and cooked it into an internal temperature of 165. So you're good that way. And I used the probe, so it was like did right you, on it. Did you make that up or did you read that somewhere? Um, I'm like how I seasoned it was more like what you would do with a, a pork seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen other people do kind of like the, the butter basted smoked Turkey stuff. It isn't, ad- I adapted it. I kind of made it my own thing. Cause it was like, all right, what ingredients do I have? I could do this to say that is totally original to me. I think is that that's a little bit too much. There's people that have done that. I'm sure. You get into the barbecue guys, you can find that. Uh, Malcolm Reed's a big guy. He probably has done something uh, like that. I was going to say, I don't but know. what happened was, I was just going to tell you, like the way that tasted, like the moisture was perfect because the butter like held it all in. You wrap it in foil, not as much escape. It had a great smoke flavor. It crusted all of that like peppery seasoning on the top mm-hmm. with the butter. And it almost tasted like it had uh, a buffalo sauce, but with a grainy texture. Because buffalo sauce is essentially hot sauce and butter anyway. Right. But instead of using hot sauce, it was just dried pepper and then the butter. And it, But it did have that character. I made some unbelievable tacos with that. Gosh, and that sandwich so wraps. Good. I was, so um, I would take that, put some lettuce down on a sandwich wrap and, or some like red cabbage or something. Um, slice thin, have the turkey slice thin, sprinkle some like, you know, Mexi style cheese on it and use like a, a chili lime aioli or something that I made with a little bit of lime squeezed on it, wrap that sucker up. You could do it, put it in the pan, make it like a panini style or a quesadilla style. Those were so good. Those wraps were amazing. Um, and I did tacos with it too. Essentially the same kind of thing. Gosh, that sounds extremely good. But the, those work really well. Um, I, I really like that. Oh, I've done grits a couple of times. Um, that's a little harder to do. Grits are easier to do on the stovetop. But um, I'll take a lot of the stuff and then throw it in grits. I've made a chili. Um, I did like a tomato chutney smoked tomato chutney on that. I've done a, um, a bourbon bacon jam, which is basically red onions, apples, bourbon, maple syrup, uh, and brown sugar. And you just cook it down and you'll splash a little bit of uh, bourbon as it starts to dry out. Um, and sprinkle a little bit of maple syrup in there and just cook it down and cook it down. And if, and then apple juice. Put some apple juice in there too. Um, oh, I've done multiple things with spare ribs. I've done like four or five racks of spare ribs, um, four or five racks of baby backs on there, all different ways. Um, well, hey, you get preferences. You, you know, know, wrapped, unwrapped, sauce, unsauce, dry I'll rub, give, you know, all give, that. Um, I'm not trying to cut you off, but I'll give everybody an idea of what I've done with mine so far, and then I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, I got a, 
um, go head head out of my new studio into the house to watch my son Otto for just a little bit. But um, you know, I've done things like whole chickens that I was telling you about. I've done ribs probably a dozen times. Um, done steaks. I've made a couple casseroles. Um, I've done two briskets, and I've done pulled pork. You know, pork butt, Boston butt, three times. And those are so simple and they make so much food and, um, you know, I've done wrapped and unwrapped and, you know, braised it. It's just, it's fun to get into these recipes. Anybody that hasn't done this, you really, really need to Google it at least to see how, how these things are done and to see how you can make really cool, um, cool meats and, and other things that you can consume stuff that you probably have eaten at restaurants before and not really known how they did it. Or maybe you did know, but you can now do this at your home without much thought with these pellet grills and, and really, really do a little bit of experimentation and, you know, chefing it up, so to speak and have really like what I'd say, you know, and, and Brian, you can argue with, with people about it, that it may not be the smokiest or have a specific flavor, but to be to be realistic, it's going to be better than anything else that most people would ever be able to make anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, my life is food and beer. Like, right? Brewer, being a brewer makes you a naturally indulgent person for flavors in liquid form. Well, that carries over into the kitchen. We don't eat out a lot, so right. when I want something, I make it. And no, and you um, are. You, that's why I enjoy talking to you about this because you are very well versed in food and, and things, but I think, you know, in, in general, this is a good, easy way for anyone to go out and make some pretty damn good dishes and, not, oh, yeah. and phenomenal. Not, the ease is amazing yeah, and not really have to do much work other than clean up. Even some yeah. of the prep work on some of this is not that difficult. And there's so much out there, um, to get you started on it. You, if you're like, well, I don't know how to do that, don't worry about that. One quick internet search will tell you what's going on if you, your pellet grill didn't come with the cookbook. Yeah, and a lot of these apps. And those are tried and true recipes. Yeah, like, absolutely. And some of these apps that they come with have them built in there. They'll even do the temp changes for you on the Traeger app if you can set in there that you're doing a three two one rib recipe or whatever, and it'll it'll actually run the it'll it'll take yeah. a probe that you put in the meat and it'll run it for you. I mean it's it's set it and forget it kind of stuff basically and it's it's un- it's unreal to me honestly how technology's changed these sorts of things. But um you know yeah Brian, Brian I've really enjoyed having you on here and, and talking about this cuz we talk about this all the time on the phone and you've told me a lot about it and I thought hey we need to do a podcast on this. And I hate to make it so short but Maybe we can get another Oops, conversation sorry. and do more specifics and talk more specifically about the camp chef in general. Um, because I actually, as a Traeger owner, I'm a little bit jealous. I think I, I honestly, I'm not trying to discount Traegers, but I honestly think that your camp chef has some things about it. It has all the things my Traeger has, plus some additional things that I think make yours superior in my opinion. So maybe we can get a little bit more into that at some other point in time. But um, yeah, we should, Pick a cut of meat. Talk yeah. about how we prepared it and prepare it, and uh, and just walk it out in podcast form. 
Yeah, absolutely. And anybody out there listening, hopefully you've lasted this long. If you have any questions or you want to know where to go and search for maybe the best pellet grill or maybe where where we've seen some of our videos, feel free to comment. Feel, fr- feel free to email me at soyoholdings uh, at gmail.com. Um, you know, like the podcast, subscribe, and um, we'd be glad to carry on in the conversation. And maybe you can join the conversation as well. But, uh, Brian, thanks a lot for for joining me again, and uh, hopefully we can have another conversation again soon. No problem, buddy. All right. Take it easy. Bye.
again, everybody, this is your host, Sam Denning, and I want to thank you for listening and enjoying the conversation. If you have any positive or negative feedback, please feel free to comment or email me at soyoholdings at gmail.com. Please tune in for the future podcasts and the future conversations that I'm going to have with other people, and I'll probably still do uh, occasional devotions and uh, self-reflection type of podcasts in the future. Uh, I just want to thank all those that have kept with me listening to this show and hope you, you continue to enjoy the conversation. So catch you later. Bye.